Welcome back to another episode of Alarm Clock Ministries. My name is Aaron. Today I would like to discuss the Book of Enoch. So some of you are like, the Book of Enoch? What is this? Well, let me start by explaining who Enoch is. Enoch is seventh from Adam, the great-grandpa of Noah. You know, the guy that made the boat. Enoch is important because God chose him as he was one of the only righteous ones left on the earth during his time. Enoch followed the Lord's will day in and day out. So God chose Enoch to know things and write things down as a guide for man in the latter days. As you may know, Enoch is not included in most Bibles, except the Ethiopian one. You might be wondering why. Well, on this podcast, I will do my best to discuss why it was removed from my opinion. The reason why I am doing a study on Enoch is because I feel it's important for people to understand and know about Enoch, because it has a lot of information about the beginning and the end. The book sheds light and understanding in many instances that help you understand more of Genesis and even Revelation. It helps give guidelines when it comes to the seasons, the law, and many other things that are a part of the Old Testament. But the biggest thing of all of it is it sheds light on Yeshua. So there are a couple places in the Bible that either directly quote Enoch or talk about Enoch himself. A couple of examples will be Matthew chapter 22 verses 23 through 30, which correlates with Enoch chapter 15 verses 1 through 8. Matthew 22 verses 23 through 30 state, The same day came to him, as in Yeshua, the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married, a wife deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother, likewise the second also, and the third unto the seventh. And the last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Yeshua answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry, nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. Enoch chapter 15 verses 1 through 7 states, then addressing me, he spoke and said, Hear, neither be afraid, O righteous Enoch, thou scribe of righteousness. Approach hither and hear my voice. Go say to the watchers of heaven, who have sent thee, to pray for them. You ought to pray for men, and not men for you. Wherefore have you forsaken the lofty and holy heaven, which endures forever, and have lain with women, have defiled yourselves with the daughters of men, have taken to yourselves wives, have acted like the sons of the earth, and have begotten an impious offspring. You being spiritual, holy, and possessing a life which is eternal, have polluted yourselves with women, have begotten in carnal blood, and have lusted in the blood of men, and have done as those who are flesh and blood do. These, however, die and perish. Therefore I have given them wives, that they might cohabit with them, that sons might be born to them, and that this might be transacted upon the earth. But you, from the beginning, were made spiritual, possessing a life which is eternal and not subject to death forever. Therefore, 
I made not wives for you, because being spiritual, your dwelling is in heaven. As you can see, Yeshua brings up the fact that when you leave your body and receive your spiritual body, there is no need for a wife, just like in Enoch when he explains why the watches were not given wives. They did not have the carnal nature such as man, but had a spiritual body that was not meant for sexual pleasure. Another scripture that also coincides with Enoch is Jude 14 through 15, which states, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Enoch chapter 2, verse 1, or verse 9, depending on what version is directly quoted as above with this. Behold, he comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon them, and destroy the wicked, and reprove all the carnal for everything which the sinful and ungodly have done and committed against him. So this last example is not a quote or directly correlating between the books, but is a parallel that coincides with the Bible and Enoch. This parallel is talking about the Yom Kippur sacrifice, or better known as the scapegoat ritual. We see this commanded in Leviticus chapter 16, eh, more or less chapter 16, but we're going to focus on verses 7 through 10. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one for the Lord and the other one for the scapegoat, or Azazel, as it's written in the Hebrew. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat, or Azazel's portion, shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. So in this sacrifice, you would see these two goats. One would be sacrificed as a sin offering and the other one would have all the sin of the camp of Israel placed on its head and it would be led into the wilderness. In Enoch, you also see that Azazel was cast into the abyss of Dudael or the desert out in the wilderness. But the reason why all of this is so important is in Enoch chapter 10 verse 9, we see why Azazel is so important. And the whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azazel. To him we ascribe all sin. So through this, you see the two correlations and all sin of Israel is placed on the head of the goat and then sent into the wilderness as Azazel's portion. So now that I've covered a few examples of why Enoch is so important or can be correlated and that it has some sort of value and is still relevant. I would like to propose that you follow along, even buy your own book or try to find a good online version to follow along while I'm reading. I personally use the complete edition of Enoch and in that book there are three different books of Enoch. The first is the Ethiopian book of Enoch, the second the Slavonic secrets of Enoch, and in book three, which I completely ignore for the most part, is the Hebrew book of Enoch, which I don't recommend due to the author being Rabbi Ishmael. And, you know, we're not supposed to call any man rabbi. And this dude was much later, not coming from the mouth of Enoch himself. So it's your choice to investigate this book. Starting in the next podcast, I will start to read book one and do an in-depth study on my opinions about each book. 
and what I discern from them. In no way am I the end-all be-all, but I hope this at least opens your eyes to the possibilities of taking the time to do your own searching and review everything that I talk about. As always, try to prove me wrong. Take everything to the Father in prayer. Do not just take my word for it. So I'd like to thank you guys all for tuning in, and I look forward to reading and talking about Enoch. Have a great day, and God bless you all.